When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Hello and welcome to Taz Racing Talk. We've got a riding change. We've got a riding change this morning. There's no Cam Luke and there is no Campbell Brown. The dog is out. So Sam Highland is my name and uh, I am filling the spot uh, for Taz Racing Talk today. So uh, there's been a bit going on in Tassie in the last couple of weeks. And of course, uh, the dog and uh, Cam Luke were doing some of their best work Uh down at Devonport, and it's just been a good time of the year, and uh, it's going to continue on for this weekend. As I welcome in the harness racing expert, Jamie Cockshut. Jamie, it's uh, it's been pretty busy of late, hasn't it? Yeah, no, Tasmania's definitely pumping, mate. You know, it's, it's the summertime down here, so we have our feature racing, and, you know, as you know, Sam, the first Ashes test kicks off this afternoon at, at Bella Reef, so, yeah, Tasmania's definitely um, up and about, that's for sure. And will they get a solid crowd to that today? Yeah, well, I think it's all been it's all sold out more or less once the tickets went on sale. But you know, just with the spread of COVID, there may be a few people you know decide not to go and and all that. But um, I do hope they jam pack it out. I mean, I think there's about fourteen thousand, fifteen thousand at all. So I do hope you know the people can still continue to go and you know just to show on a national scale that you know Tasmanians will support top quality sport. Yeah, that's right, and always have done, and and yeah, it uh, brings it uh, it uh, brings it to light that uh, it's uh, it'll be a fantastic time there in town, that's for sure. Now we've got back to back harness meetings uh, this weekend with Devonport and Hobart. Yeah, we start off at Devonport. It's a Devonport Cup night, mate, and you know we've been lucky enough to get a slot on on Saturday night and Sky One, so that's great for Tasmanian racing. But fantastic. Um, yeah, you know, get out there all the the other states on the best time slot of, of harness racing in, in Australia on a Saturday night. But, yeah, Devonport Cup, mate, it's a pretty good car, 10 races. You know, the Cup's a feature. you got our star pacer, Riley Major, looking to make it back-to-back wins in the Cup. He comes off 30 metres over the marathon trip of 3,000. But there'll be a few horses there clipping at his heels, mate. You know, Resurgent Storm's going well. Lip Reader, Isaiah... You know, be major threat, yeah. So it's not going to be a lady on for Riley, but he's definitely the one they've got to beat, mate. And what about the meeting on Sunday in Hobart? Yeah, well, Hobart meeting, you know, he's a pretty tough meeting, mate, to be honest. It's a secondary meeting of the week, so the better horses are at Devonport. But um, we can go through the tips if you like, mate. We'll start at Devonport Saturday night, you know, the, the best best bets up there, mate. We'll go starting race four, number five, Better's Beach. Um, gets the front line draw. Connor Cook can push forward early, and I reckon he can find the leader or even sit outside the leader. And I think he'll be getting getting the chocolates, mate, because it's a bit of a dropping class for him. 
Um, race five, we've got number eight, Crystal. It's a pretty handy mare from the Todd Rattray Sable. Drops a fair bit in grey, but we'll have to come overcome the second line draw, but I think she can get the job done at, you know, 240, 250, be good odds. Then we head across to race 10, number two. These races are sharp. Hopefully we'll come into the pole with the scratching of the emergency. We've been on in the last couple of weeks at 20, 20 odd dollars semi, but I reckon he'll go around $3, 350 from the pole, but as long as he wins, that's all that matters. Uh, we've got a couple of value, mate. Race seven, number four, the Black Assassin. Goes all right around Devonport. He'll be six or seven to one, and if young Bronte Miller can get him close to the pegs or in the one-out line, I think he'll run a good race at each way odds. And race eight, number one, Sundown. Drawn to Lee, which is a big plus around Devonport. Hannah Van Donken drives, and she's got a good affinity of this horse, especially when it leads, and I think he'll be winning it around 350 or $4. And the Ruffies come up. Race three, number five, Classy American, and race nine, number 10, Seahawk. Rightio, so a bit of value uh, to be had there. And, of course, uh, we can catch, or what we should uh, touch on, we can catch their Devonport Pacing Cup on, uh, that's on Taz Racing TV also. That's uh, that's important to note uh, for everybody out there. But, um, oh, well, you jammed up. We've got, we've got plenty to bet on uh, with the harness uh, over in Tassie this weekend. That's beautiful. Oh, for sure, we sure have, mate. Yeah, then we've got, we got Hobart on Sunday. Uh, it's a tough card, as I said, but you know I really like race three, number ten, Mrs. Disaster. Um, <laughs> I just think they're driving quiet and she can get out of the top of rivals late. And the value runners are race two, number three, Micton Mouse, and race five, number six, Better Sport. And the best at odds for the night comes up in race seven, number twelve, Napatek Sam. Well, Jamie, uh, I can tell you that I am definitely having something on race three, number ten, Mrs. Disaster. Because my <laughs> missus has got COVID at the moment. And I tell you what, oh, it, it is a disaster in this household. But, uh, yeah, no, anyway, well, it would be, mate. It is a topical tip, that's for sure, bud. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been, it's been, um, gee, it's been, it's been a bit mad um, right around the country, hasn't it? I mean, how has it affected you guys down there? You touched on it a bit earlier, but it's, I know, um, up here, it's in, in Brisbane or, you know, the Gold Coast, it's it's rife through there, so it's going nuts. Yeah, well, like Tasmania's the same. We've only got a population of about half a million down here, mate. You know, we've been getting, you know, the cases are getting up into the thousands a day now, but end of the day, Sam, we've got to learn to live with it. We've got to yeah. deal with it, because it's not going anywhere soon. It's been here for two years, mate, so we've got to learn to live with it, mate. And we've got to adapt and get back on with, you know, normal life. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's 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 been um it's been very topical as you can imagine uh, in our household with just the fact that you know I mean once well you know if you're vaccinated well you you you're pretty right aren't you you know it's not it's not going to affect you obviously like you know I understand people get really sick and all the rest of it but it's um you know the most important thing is is vaccination and and then as you say we you know what it's here it's what can we do it's uh, yeah it's uh we're just getting off the track a little bit because we're sort of treading water because we're just waiting to get hold of Bronte Miller who is a junior junior harness driver over there and she she's been going really well of late late Jamie yeah, you know, she goes well, young Bronte. She's the um, daughter of Clayton Miller, who's a trainer up the north. You know, he's only a hobby trainer, Clayton, but he, you know, the family's very passionate. But she had a great season last year, Bronte. She finished second in the female driver's title, and um, I'm sure she'll be looking this year to, 
to keep keep the form going and, and go one better for the season. But yeah, she's got a good book of drives over the over the two days, Sam. So you know, we'll, we'll try and get hold of Bronnie, just have a bit of a chat to her and and get her you know get her opinion on just my opinion of the job she's got coming up. And here's a bit of a question without notice, I guess, uh, and me not knowing. Uh, not knowing a lot about harness racing, but what what's what sort of um, horse population have you got there in Tassie as far as um, for for harness racing? Um, you know, well, as, as everybody knows, nationwide, Ben Yale's the biggest trainer. He, he has over hundred horses in work, but the numbers have dwindled over the last ten to twelve years. A lot of the older people have, you know, like harness racing game. You know, he's you know, there's a lot. There was a lot of older trainers way, but they've hung up the bridle, mate, and, and gone into retirement life. But, you know, the numbers are still pretty healthy. We still have a good, you know, some good horses coming out of Tasmania that perform well on a national scale. And, you know, we well and truly bad above our weight. I actually think Sam on a national scale, that's for sure. But, no, uh, there's, um, yeah, the numbers are dwindling. But, you know, there's some good breeder bonuses now down in Tasmania. So I could see in the coming years that, you know, the breeders will get stuck back into it and, you know, the local horse population will pick up, you know, no problem, you know, in two or three years. Yeah, and that was actually uh, my next question to, to touch on breeding because I, I uh, as I say, without uh, knowing too much about it, I, I wondered if, you know, the, the majority of horses come from, from the mainland or, or you know, is, is there, um, you know, is there stallions over there in Tassie that are, that are supporting it? No, there's oh there is a couple of stallions here. You know, like Sue Street does a really good job at Ellerslie Horse Care. You know, in Southern Tasmania, she stands a few stallions. She's got Bella Hanover, Stonebridge Regal. You know that you know are pretty, have, you know pretty well. You know, lowly priced stallions for the local breeders who don't want to do a big big outlay. But the breeders who are serious, mate, they can breed to horses anywhere in you know get semen for anywhere in the world. Because in the harness game, we can AI. Yeah, our horses, right. Like That's thoroughbred yep. to see. So. Yeah. You know, we can get the best semen available, mate, for the best stallion, and we can get it shipped to Tasmania and get our mare served. And um, so that's where we've got that little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a advantage over the gallus, because as you know, in the gallus, mate, it's got to be done, you know, physically, not like um, not like in the hard <laughs> When game, I when but... I when I asked that question, I, then straight away I just thought that was a massive fail because yeah, I was uh, I I just remembered that. Uh, you can you can do the AI, can't you? So yeah. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that, mate. But yeah, so, so we breed some good horses here, mate. You know, there are some decent breeders here that will go to the better stallions and and try and get that group horse that can race on the national scale. And um, then we've also, you know, got the the cheaper stallions here that, like I mentioned, that Sue stands for the for the breeder that don't want to do a big outlay because if they win their first race, mate, in Tasmania, I think you get a equivalent to a $10,000 bonus on top of your, your winning prize money at their first win. So that's a huge incentive for breeders out there to um, breed in Tasmania. What is What has been the best uh, harness horse to come out of uh, Tasmania? Oh, in, in in the last 10 years, Stephanie Bowtide, he's um, the dual engine dominion winner up at Manangle, which is the equivalent of the Melbourne Cup in my eyes. Yeah. Um, he was racing owned by the Rattrays, you know, Barry Rattray and was trained by James up in England. He won two into the minion at Manangle, mate. So he's clearly been the best in recent years, but we've had a rich heritage of, of champion horses come out of Tasmania, you know, how Wes you're synonymous. You know, Sinbad Bay was probably as good as any horse, but injuries we never actually seen the best of him. He could have been a 
a multiple grand circuit champion. And, you know, even Ignatius in recent times, you know, he, he had done a good job at Malengo. I think he won nearly half a million dollars winning, you know, the three-size stake series, two and two-year-old, three-year-old and four-year-old. So, you know, we do a really good job, mate. Like I said, we better above our weight. And, but, yeah, bow ties being the rest in, re- best in recent years for sure. Uh, that's good. Okay, well, we've got Bronte Miller on the line here, so I'll let you uh, welcome uh, Bronte and uh, Jamie. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you take over. How you going there, Bronte? Yeah, good, thanks, guys. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, Darren. Um, yeah, well, we just touched on last season. You had a pretty big season last season. You finished second in the um, female driver's title, and that would have been a, you know, a just reward for all the hard work that you put in last season. Yeah, it was very rewarding. Um, I was very happy with myself for my first full season at it. So, yeah. Yeah, so you know, hopefully this season, you know, a few more winners come your way, you can go one better, and um, that's what you'll be aiming at for sure, because I can see you from the outside looking, and you're a pretty competitive young woman. Yeah, very competitive. Um, I'd like to be on top, so I'd give it a fair crack. Yeah. Well, start off with a few draws. You know, you, you got a pretty big weekend. You've got some chances. No standouts, probably apart from one at Devonport that I'm really keen on. And we'll touch on him first. He's razor sharp. He's been going very well from tricky draws. He'll probably come into the yeah. pole on Sunday night, on Saturday night, sorry, and um, he's going to take a, a stack of running down if he can hold up early. Yeah, like you said, he's going really well at the moment and we work quite well together. Um, I haven't spoke with the trainer yet, but with the right run tomorrow night, he should be right in it. Yeah, there's another one again, Paul. I like each way, um, the Black Assassin. He's been running some handy races without a lot of luck, and his last run was good in a much stronger field. He's got a tricky draw, but he races well on the pegs or in the one-out line. He don't like being out too wide, but if you can uh, leave a bit of magic early and get him outside into the running line or even push to the pegs and the gaps open up late, he can hit the line strongly as well. Yeah, like you said, he doesn't draw very well, and he needs the top to run, so... Oh, yeah, it'll be a job that I'll have to, yeah, but it should be there if I can drive him right. You'll be right. Um, we'll go to Hobart Sunday night. You've got a good book down there, you know, good even chance. We sail off with Jake's of Joy in the first, and he's a pretty special horse for you because you won your first ever race on Jake's of Joy. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. I, I love him a bit. He's a really nice horse, and he was really good with his last start at St Mary. Um it was a good win by him, but he's got a bad draw tomorrow night. But if he gets a similar run, the race looks no harder, really. Yeah, and then we'll go over to Covino Stride. He's drawn, he's drawn wide too in Barry 7, but he races best on pace, so I reckon you'll you'll try to push forward early. And if he gets up outside the speed, he's very capable of running a big race. Yeah, he is. Um, once again, I haven't spoke with the trainer, but his form suggests he'll be going forward. That's where he races best and he's most honest, so he should be up there. Uh, you got Yellow Taxi later in the night. This is a very winnable race for him. You know, he doesn't win out of that, that often, but he draws three, so I reckon if he can push forward and, and work across the two to his inside, I reckon he'll take a big side you know, over the short trip. Yeah, he's a funny horse. Um, hopefully he gives it a crack tomorrow night. With the right one run, he should be right in it. Um, he's form's mixed of late, but it's definitely one of the weakest fields you see in a while, so he looks a good chance in it. 
And another one I like on Sundays at, at Good Each Way, Ozzy, he's a rummy. He's the sort of horse that will pull out a run or two and he just maps to get the perfect run. He's drawn two out in the second line. He'll get a good run through and he's capable of coming three wide from the you know, four or six hundred metre mark and getting over the top of his rivals at his best. Yeah, he like you said, he gets the perfect trailing drawer and it's his type of field. So he should be right in the finish with the right one run. He's got quite a good... Late, later dash on him, so you should be right in it. And there's one more we'll touch on. We've got to touch on Arctic. It's trained by, trained by your father, so I don't reckon there's much pressure on you. Um, he was the winner at St Mary, so he's obviously going okay, and he's not really a chance either on Sunday night. Yeah, it was a really good performance at St Mary's. I was very, very happy with him. I didn't think he could do that, but he did surprise me. Um, yeah, and he looks a good chance this week as well. I think last week was a better chance for him, but this week he should go all right again, hopefully. Uh, like I do every week, Bronte, I'll, I'll give you $10 to just have a, have a bet on one of your drives to tip the listeners into. Which which one of the, the seven drives we talked about would you um, put your $10 on? His uh, razor sharp. Uh, well, let's hope you're right because I'm on the same page, but I uh, really appreciate the time, Bronte, and I hope you have a good weekend and, and drive a few more winners down. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks very much, uh, Bronte. Uh, very insightful there and uh, some nice drives, that's for sure, over the weekend. Well, that's uh, us done and dusted for the Harness Racing, Taz Racing Talk. Thanks very much, Jamie. Uh, best of luck over the weekend. Hope it's a, hope it's a winning one. Yeah, same to you, mate. You getting out to the Gold Coast tomorrow to the Magic Millions, or or you in quarantine? I'm in quarantine, so I've uh, <laughs> I've locked up with the uh, the Kodak, and I'm I'm doing everything from home. So uh, yeah, as well as trying to keep uh, three kids in order, and uh, yeah, keep the house rolling. So, but anyway, I tell you what, there's plenty worse off than me. So uh, I'm lucky. No, that's I'm lucky. Exactly I'm lucky. I've got a few TVs, and I can work from home. <laughs> no worries, then, buddy. You enjoy the weekend, mate, and stay safe. Good on you, Jamie. There's Jamie Cockshop. We're going to take a quick break now. When we come back on the other side, we'll get into the gallops and we'll have a chat to Leon Wells. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Welcome back to Taz Racing Talk. And now we're going to touch on the gallops. And it's been a busy time with the gallops uh, over the last few weeks in Tassie, that's for sure. And uh, let's have a chat to Leon Wells, who, of course, is Hall of Fame trainer and uh, heads up the Team Wells team with his sons, Dean and Trent. Uh, Leon, welcome to Taz Racing Talk. Good, thanks, Annie. Now, how's how's old Trent going? Is he is he missing old Pat telling him to put his foot in the iron? I know uh, your son Trent uh, obviously uh, worked closely with my dad for a long time, and and uh, they they had uh, they had a good relationship. But Pat used to just get his do his head in because Trent wouldn't put his feet in the irons. No, I don't know. He um, he, he certainly does miss him. He respects him one hundred percent. Trent does your dad and. Um... Yeah, no, he's going very well. He's, he's he's adopted very well to being a from a jockey to a trainer. So um, sometimes that's a bit hard for a little while, but he's worked it all out now. Oh, that's fantastic! Now you got a good team in at uh, Launceston tonight. Yeah, we've got eight in between the two of us, or three of us, and um, 
No, we've got a few nice chances. We just need a little bit of luck. Happy with how the horses have been going? Yeah, listen, they've been going quite well for what they are. We've got no stars in work. We've got a couple that go really good, and and um, they've been knocking on the door. So no, tonight um, we have got a few chances. That with a bit of luck, they, they'll get their head in front, hopefully. What about race seven? So you got GG second over, uh, the 2020 Newmarket winner, uh, and was a good second last start. Yeah, listen, he was a very good run first up in the Newmarket. We had a couple of little problems with him. We couldn't trial him, and he wasn't beat far. He's beat less than a length in the Newmarket, and then he's just got beat and got caught three wide against the breeze the other day, and they went down to the wire head and head, and um, we've got our young apprentice on him tonight to knock three off his back because of his weight. And um, but he can't seem to draw a barrier like there's only seven in tonight, and he's drew seven out of seven. But <laughs> he is going very well, and there'll be a lot of pace, so uh, which will suit him. So, um, but he is going very good. So, do you ride him a bit soft from that gate? Yeah, definitely. He'll he'll be rode a bit softer from the seven, and especially the eleven hundred, because there's a couple in it go quite quick, and uh, that that should suit. Uh, in race three, you've got number three, GG Can Win. Yeah, he's a horse that probably needs a nice 1,400 to a mile later on down the track. But um, he's an each-way chance first up. He gets He's like a big giraffe, actually, at the moment. He gets a little bit lost with his legs. But he will still run a nice race. He tried quite good at Longford the other day. And um, we're expecting him to run a forward race probably without winning, though. What about uh, is it GG Baywatch? Uh, he looked to, he looked to have a bit to offer in the in the trials there. He he tried really good. He's um, his horse last time in. I think he had eight starts and wasn't out of the money one seconds and thirds. And he's been going very good this time in, and he tried really well. And he's a horse that's drew quite nice, and he'll he'll race in the first three or four. So yeah, no, we get we go give him a good a very good chance. And I sort of did this a bit back to front, upside down, didn't I? Uh, race one, GG Buzz uh, was a good second behind Emily at Davenport. Yeah, he's had a couple of runs at Mowbray and hasn't gone that good, but because of bad barrier draws today, he's drew a nice barrier tonight. And um, he ran a very forward race. He was a really good run the other day at Davenport because he, he drew 15, he drew the outside gate, and um, he was still a good run getting to the line, and the winner goes quite good. and. He um, was pegging it back on the line. He beat the others quite easy. So if he has any luck tonight, he'll race forward. And if he has any luck um, in running, he's a good chance. It looked a really good uh, atmosphere down there at Devonport the other day. I know the, the boys said they had an absolute ball. Uh, Cam Luke and, and Campbell Brown, they said it was uh, terrific. Yeah, Devonport Cup is, is always a good day. And uh, there's always plenty there. COVID sort of slowed a few of them down, of course. But... That's happened all over Australia. So, um, but it was a very good day, and it was good weather-wise, which is usually good. But uh, no, they enjoyed themselves. I think, yeah. Leon, uh, thanks very much for the catch-up. Best of luck tonight, and uh, and cheerio to uh, Trent. So, uh, all the yeah. best for the weekend. No, very good, good, Sam. We'll catch up with you later. Thank you. Thanks. There's Leon Wells. Uh, he's got some nice runners uh, there at Launceston tonight. And uh, I know I have done uh, some tips for Friday Night Picks, which will be played after, uh, which will be on after uh, Trackside today. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, find some winners.
amongst all of those tonight. Okay, now we're going to have a break, and on the other side, we're going to come back with uh, Brown and Ryan for the Greyhound segment. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Welcome back to Taz Racing Talk, and we have Brennan Ryan here to chat to us about the Greyhounds today. And Brennan, as I welcome you in, tell us a bit of Taz Grace Greyhound news. Uh, what's the latest? Hi, Sam. Yes, uh, we got uh, Heat to the Maiden Thousand on at Hobart today. It's a special meeting dedicated for the entire series. It's only eight races with the eight heats. Um, Bit of a mix of, um, you know, young dogs versus some of the inexperienced ones. But, um, look, uh, from a punning aspect, you really want to sit back and just take in and see how they perform and then use that form heading into the semis, which will be staged next Thursday. So it's, um, yeah, a bit of an eye-opener meeting. And, um, yeah, a bit of a hard one to judge. If uh, You know, because we don't have, like thoroughbreds, we don't have, um, you know, trial form or anything like that. We're going on a word of mouth. Yeah, and it, so does that, um, uh, again, I'm a bit ignorant to it all, but uh, uh, is, so is, is I, I think, you know, um, can you, you can still sort of take them and, and have your own trials though, can't you, to, to get them up to oh, speed with it all? Yeah, you can. Uh, and a lot of it is like, you know, years ago, other states used to do qualifying trials before a ground actually raced on a TAB track and, that's how punters used to get the form on maiden dogs. Now that um, it, it's only what the trainers know and any of the clockers know around the state, um, what yeah. these dogs are trying. So, um, yeah, basically you'll see a lot of the favourites today are trained by some of the top trainers like uh, trainer Mick Stringer. He's got Deadly Cecil in the first heat. It will go around at around the forty favourite. But on mixed statistics as a trainer, it's a debutant and... 99% of the time, every time Mick turns up to the track, the dog's going to be confident that he'll go around and run top three. That's how good of a level of um, winning strike rate that Mick has. Yeah. Now, Brennan, you had a good night uh, last night at Hobart. I did. I got a winner in a second there. Uh, teamed up with my dad, Pat, and uh, we had a winner where, there with Just Posh. Uh, she comes through for a juvenile win, and then, uh, yeah, we got a winner up. Uh, we got second there with self-control. So, look, they've... Uh, there's been no great expectations on the two of them. We've just taken them each run as they come, and yeah, they uh, they're doing us proud. They've um, you know they've got nothing to prove. One's won a feature race there, and uh, hopefully self control can uh, get one uh, sometime down in her career. And how um, how quickly do they do, can they back up after that at that effort last night? Um, look, it is a bit harsh on them. Some people try to back them up onto Tuesday at Devonport sort of thing, but. Um, look, with Hobart being a very tough 461 metre distance, um, it's a big spacious track and it can tax them, uh, especially being a female greyhound. It does take a number on them um, and they do lose their sprinting edge because being such a tough distance. So we tend to not try and back them up from Thursday into, say, Tuesday. We try and give them a week off and um, race them again on the on the following Thursday, so to speak. So ours will have a break now. And I've got one... Actually, sorry. No, I got one racing at Launceston on Monday night, just posh in the 5.15. She needs a good hard run. So um, she's got that under her belt. She's got box one again. So really looking forward to see how she goes there. Eight race card in Hobart uh, this afternoon. Uh, what are your bests for there? 
Uh, as I stated earlier, I'll go straight up with race one, number one, uh, Deadly Cecil. Um, look, only going on breeding by uh, Barsha Bale out of a ground by the name of It's a Wink, and It's a Wink raced here early. She uh, won 12 races for trainer Russell Watts and went to Melbourne and won quite a few races. So I've got him as my first pick near race one, uh, number one. Um, and, and a little bit further on, I've got... Um, there was another runner here. I've got uh, race five, number six, Dancer of Flame for trainer Neil Swan. Uh, uh, this greyhound is by Aston D being out of Chivago Dancer, and uh, Chivago Dancer progeny have been pretty good on the track so far. It's a debutante. It'll start a little bit short, but both of them should be in real good each way, content, and if they make it through, they're going to really progress into some nice dogs with a bit of luck. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, so that, that, that'll be a uh, public... Popular meeting uh, this afternoon. We've got Ben England uh, on the on the line, a leading greyhound trainer. Uh, ben won the uh, Rising Stars at uh, Launceston on Monday night with uh, Winburn Ruby. So I'll let you take over, Brennan. Well, thanks, Sam. Ben, uh, welcome to the program. Uh, congratulations on the win there with Winburn Ruby on Monday night. Yeah, thanks very much for having me, boys. Um, yeah, it was a good win from her. Um, it was good to see her finally get a bit of, bit of luck in running and... Um, and begin good enough to uh, to be in the first three at the first term, which was, you know, it was a bit of a change from um, recent weeks. Certainly has. Uh, look, I sort of spoke to you post-race, and, you know, the way that she's performing at the moment, she's going great, but evidently some somewhere down the track, you'd have to think that in her style of running that, and on her pedigree, she's definitely looked like she'll lead up the ground if she gets to 600 metres, but obviously that's some time down the track. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, she's got 600 written all over and, and, and possibly further. It's just a, just a matter of um, of bringing her along. And, you know, she's still not two-year-old until March. So, yeah, there's no real great hurry for her. So we'll just we'll bring her along in some, um, some restricted age races and, and keep us sprinting for now and then we'll just see what happens in, the, in a couple of months time. Are you tempted to put her in, uh, I know it's a bit of a ask to put her in such a, a top sort of echelon race but would you consider giving her a crack at the Launceston Cup? Oh yeah absolutely, that's that's. Um, she'll be heading straight towards that, uh, we're just hoping for a good good draw like everyone else I suppose and um, that's where she's, she's headed at the moment for sure. Yeah no, and look, Ben, even today, as Sam and I were talking with the Maiden Thousand, uh, you're no stranger to winning the race with uh, a dog by the name of Winburn Alpha, who went on and was a very good dog around that track. And uh, <laughs> we are talking about form and all that sort of thing. It's you, you, You're really going out there to give them a real confidence run, and if they can qualify, that's when you can see room for improvement, can't you, if they can get through to the semis? Oh, absolutely, mate. Most of them are... You know, either first starters or, or dogs with very little experience, or, or dogs with a lot of experience with, with not much ability. So, um, yeah, it's it's a very good um, form read the uh, the heats for the maiden thousand, and then um, and the whips will start cracking in the semis. That's for sure. Yeah, no, certainly. Um, look, Ben, the way you know that you and your dad operate with pups and the progression of them, you'd be really happy to see that. You know, there's good age-restricted races. And just going back with Winburn Ruby, I mean, we've still got, you know, another Breeders' Classic Series coming up at about March at Launceston. So she's still, you know, despite, you know, what she's done in racing so far, she's still got 
plenty of age. Like there's good leaders around at the moment, including yours, but there's still age-restricted races there to really help her, you know, advance a bit, isn't there? Oh, for sure. Um, I think they're a good stepping stone, especially if um, if you want to tackle a bit bit higher company later on down the track. And um, and and the Tasbred Tasbred stuff is what we what we breed litters for is to, is to have dogs in those Tasbred races. So. Um, it's yep. definitely a good step, stepping stone for them to go through those series, and, and and if you've got aspirations of, you know, possibly racing on the mainland or, or somewhere like that, well, it is a good it is a good step up in a bit better company to see if they're going to handle it. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Sam, look before I let Ben go, is there anything you'd like to ask him as we uh, uh, as uh, towards uh, the next coming weeks? Uh, not really. I, I guess uh, Ben, can you just tip us into one something that uh, something that you you got to say that uh, you're pretty confident with going to the races? I haven't got anything entered for a couple of weeks at this stage, so <laughs> um, I can't tip into too much there. But um, Brennan Ryan's like that gets all the winners around here, mate. So if you just keep following his dogs, you'll you'll definitely get something on the pump. That's for sure. <laughs> Good work. Uh, well, good to catch up. But best of luck uh, in the coming weeks and uh, and have a good weekend. Thanks very much, Ben. No worries. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Brennan. Thank you. There, there is Ben. Well, Brennan, uh, I think he was keeping the cards pretty close to his chest there, wasn't he? Oh, he's like his old man, Tom England. They're, uh, they're quietly spoken blokes, but they do a terrific <laughs> job. And, uh, you know, Ben's a... You know, a, a very astute trainer in his own right. He trained a dog by the name of Winburn Chan, who actually won the Launceston Cup this time last year. So he knows how to get the best out of them. And, yeah, no, he's got a real nice one there with Winburn Ruby in the making. So further to that, Brennan, can you give us a tip on something uh, something that's worth following uh, over the weekend, uh, aside from what you've already given thrown at us, I suppose? <laughs> uh, look, we'll, we'll head towards Launceston. Um, you know, we're looking at the last... This is the a real pivotal meeting as we head towards the Launceston Cup Series, which is due to kick off in just under a week's time. And there are some runners that are going to really um, shape up and be in preparation for the for the Cup Series. And I'm looking towards um, the, the kennel of uh, trainer Blake Purcell. And Blake's got a few runners that he's got lined up for the program, and uh, look, he's got a nice runner there with Aston Virago. It's in race seven there. It's drawn box two. This will be its first go at the distance. Um, it has got form, you know, on the city tracks, and I'd like to see how it steps up here. It's got things so cool on its inside. Uh, it'll be the early speed runner, and it'll start favourite, but, um, yeah, for me, I'd really like to see how Aston Virago goes because it'll be a qualifier heading into the Cup Series. Brennan, uh, just question without notice. As as I'm sitting here watching uh, race three at Goulburn, does has yes. a has a dog ever got behind the boxes and you know that they're, they're ready to load and then he took off like he got away from the from the handler and and he did the bolt. Uh, yeah, I've had that happen to myself once when I first got my handler's license. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was. Um... Yeah, look, some dogs just get a bit edgy, and they're you know they're very keen to go. They're trained to the minute, and yeah, they uh, they're, they're highly strung. They're they're ready to get racing. So because uh, some, yeah, sometimes uh, when you when, sometimes when you see them walking down to the boxes and they're half rearing up and and uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're like um you're like gee this one's uh, it's it's uh, it's on the go or on the bunny. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're uh, yeah, they're they're very excited to be at the races, and you see that when they they're on track, and you watch them in the 
pre-race stir up. They're just they're really excited to get racing. You know, they uh, they love the as the athlete uh, expression is they they love the thrill of the chase. So that's what <laughs> they're uh, that's all about them ground racing. That's for sure. Well, great to catch up, Brennan. Uh, all the best over the weekend, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Not a problem, Sam. Catch you later. Thanks. We're off to a break now. We'll come back on the other side, and we'll catch up with Tommy Hackett, the champion from Labrokes. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Thanks very much for joining us on Taz Racing Talk. And we are in the final furlong. So we are about to, well, we are giving it a kick in the belly and a scrub along the neck. And we are about to go bang and just produce winners. And the man to produce winners is Tom Hackett from Ladbrokes. Tommy, sire of the year, how's, how's the new baby going? Hello, Sammy. Everything's going very well here at home. Good to have another filly on the ground. So, uh, no, it's been really good and uh, very excited for uh, a massive week of racing. A uh, little bit upset. I've got a little bit of FOMO. I've missed all the excitement of the Gold Coast this week, but cannot wait for the action tomorrow. Yes, it's. Uh, I, I am very disappointed in, in uh, missing out on that also. And uh, that COVID, the COVID world, gee whiz, it... Uh, it can be wicked, but anyway, uh, what what? How many races are we going to have a look at here at the Gold Coast? We're going to go through the whole card. Yeah, let's go through the card. It's, it's, uh, there's plenty of Good winners one. to be found, so I think we uh, we go we go through the lot. Well, the uh, this first race, Maiden Plate, hundred and twenty five thousand to the winner. Like, wow, wait, gee, I think Warmth is a good chance. Yeah, Warmth is uh, very popular with the Ludbrokes punters. It's a $3.10 favourite. Uh, ticks a fair few boxes for, for this race, really. It's been thereabouts, beaten by some good horses. Actually, last start finished behind Lady of Luxury, who was uh, very unlucky in this race 12 months ago. So I think Warmth is, is a deserving favourite. I think Singer Love Song can run well. It's been, it's had seven race starts, but it's raced the black type company. It wasn't that far, beaten that far in the Gosford Guineas. So I think it's probably the main danger at a price. It's currently $11, but I agree. Tough to go past Warmth here, and it's a deserving favourite. Race two is the Magic Millions Open. Uh, it's tricky enough, this, but the, the money is for Wheelhouse. Wheelhouse, a clear favourite, $2.50. The market mover, though, is Love Cup, been six fifty into $5.00. Uh, Big Boy Roy, generally pretty popular punters. It's been back there into $7. I think Wheelhouse, I'm happy to let it go around without me at the 250. Only won twice. Last start was good, but uh, two wins from 14 race starts doesn't inspire a huge amount of confidence. Love Cap hasn't won for a while, but I think it was pretty good last start when it took up the running. was pretty tough there over the 1,800 metres. And if it brings its best form, it's more than good enough to win this contest. I think it'll go forward again with Tim Clark in the saddle. I think it's a pretty good bet here to turn the tables on Wheelhouse at the 550, one of my best bets of the day. Tommy, the third is the Magic Million Sub-Zero. I don't know if there's any Sub-Zeros in this, but fun fact, I did think is back in class to, to this style of race. Yeah, it's an interesting one here. Fun fact, we know it's been racing in all the big races, really. Uh, it was pretty good last start there in the January Cup. That's there at $6. Curry Sound, who won uh, the, uh, that, that, uh, the Summer Cup in, in Sydney, it's a clear favourite. It's been well backed as well, 310 into 280. I think it's a local galloper with a pretty good chance here, though. Wapatai, 
Uh, currently $4.80. It very rarely runs a bad race this horse. Doesn't win out of turn, but is a proven star. Very fit horse. Should get a really nice run in uh, transit here from Barrier 2. I think it's one of the, the best local chances on the card. So I'm going to be with number two, Wapatai, here at the $4.80. Race number four. Um, look, I'm I'm a fan of Crone. I, I think she's good value here. Yeah, she's great value here, Crone. She won this race at a very big price last year. Not getting as big of odds, but she's been eight fifty into seven dollars with Labrokes Punders. But her last twelve months has been incredible. Uh, highlighted by that win at Group One level in the Coolmore Classic. Uh, she wasn't meant to be in this race. She's meant to be in the breeding barn, but she had some issues getting into foals. So they brought her back. For another preparation, they could be rewarded. The uh, Rosemont Stud Connections with uh, a big payout here. Snap Dancer is the favourite. Labrokes between four twenty into three eighty. Brooks Fires four dollars forty. But the horse I like here is Kiku. Uh, doesn't hasn't won for a while. Kiku, but last start finished really good. Second behind Kementari in the buffering. So happy to be on it here at the six dollars. We better touch on the big one, the two-year-old classic. What do you like, Tommy? Coolangatta, the favourite, with Ludbrokes Punters 2.15. But Miss Hellfire, I think, can knock it off. It's been $11 into 9.50. It's improving each time it's been sent at the races. It can win. And what about the Guineas? I'm with uh, Jamayak here. I think she's the class horse in the field. She'll be storming home late down the centre of the track. Happy to take the 5.50 currently available with Ludbrokes. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks to everybody Cheers, for joining Danny. us on Taz Racing Talk. I'll be back on deck for Trackside in just a few minutes.